It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And that's it. A gutty grizzly win. Come from behind at home. And Morant is the hero. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. NBA is here tonight for good, and uh, it's always a fun conversation to talk about player futures. MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Sixth Man, Most Improved, and the Coach of the Year uh, markets. Now, Defensive Player of the Year, kind of late in the season, is... It was a battle, like which Boston Celtics player would get it, and Smart had insanely long numbers because people thought, okay, Time Lord or votes are going to scratch each other out, and then Time Lord takes a seat, and then Marcus Smart, all of a sudden, that 101 was really live and so live that he actually won the award, which was just amazing last year. Tyler Hero, that that was one of the awards that you could just shut it down early. Right, it felt like after a month or two, I'm like, "Oh, this is over," and he's minus eight hundred already. So that wasn't as fun to track. Uh, Money Williams felt like a makeup for Coach of the Year, Aaron, because mm-hmm. he arguably should have got it the year the Tibbs got it, but New York bias and all that exceeding expectations. Tibbs gets the award, even though I, I think they were only in the middle of uh, those pl- the playoff seedings. Money was on a great team. And they had a terrific regular season, so they give it to Monty. I don't know that you should look at that and say, oh, one of the higher win totals can still win the award every single year because it felt like a makeup. Uh, John Morant, most improved. This one kind of set me off like to the point where I was thinking, I don't want to bet on this award anymore. Because how is John Morant, one of the top draft picks, already kind a star in his own sense? He was already a star going into last year. Now he's most improved. It just it never made any sense to me. So I, I feel kind of lost on the most improved player of the year market because I'm I can't predict how the what the criteria is, how the voters are going to handle things. Um, is the is there anything based on last year that brings you to certain markets? Anything that you found interesting that we can carry over? Anything that you're going to stay away from? Um, most improved I'll probably stay away from for now. What about defensive player of the year? I mean, usually that's, you know, a big man wins that, um, Marcus smart, the first guard to win it since Gary Payton in 1996, this could be an intriguing market. Um, what about like a Anthony Davis? Um, I think, you know, in, I mean, I guess with a new coach there, you don't know what their system and what his role is going to be like. Like the previous coach was really defensive minded. So maybe that is a stay away, but I, I kind of like the number at 20 to one. And, you know, if the Lakers do something, he could be, you know, an interesting pick for defensive player of the year. So what I find interesting about the defensive player of the year is some of the fatigue that we talk about. And we'll hit that with the MVP. The fatigue that mm-hmm. comes up 
does not <clears throat> exist for defensive player. Uh, before Marcus oh. Smart, Rudy, Rudy Gobert won it three times in four years. Uh, Kawhi, <laughs> Kawhi won it twice. Dwight Howard won it three times. It's just it's that that doesn't enter the conversation for some reason. Uh, Rudy Gobert is the favorite right now, mm -hmm. the favorite for the Defensive Player of the Year. So back to the well with Rudy. <laughs> right? Maybe is he going to win? Crazy. That would be four. Um, no, that four to one. But MGM, Bam, Robert Williams. Maybe it's his time this time around. Giannis, where the hell is Marcus Smart? Whoa. Okay, so you could you could find a Marcus Smart number at twenty four to one. Okay, an award that doesn't have fatigue. He's probably on the best defense again. Marcus Smart, 24 to 1. That's, that's intriguing. That is. He could win it You again. said Rudy won it four years in a row? Rudy won it uh, in th three times in four years. Okay. Yeah, that is. I like that. I mean... Because if you look at the Celtics' odds, too, I mean, now they don't have their head coach, so there are some question marks, but that could be a good narrative yeah. as well, you know, what they're able that, to it, overcome. And You think Draymond gets it? Draymond eliminated from this after what he pulled? Probably. He's a fifth I favorite. I mean, he... That feels like a stay away, doesn't it? Like you're just yep. th lighting your money on fire with that. No. Yeah. I would wait. What about rookie of the year? Rookie of the year, we have, let's see. This is actually interesting because I think this is a really good class. And it's mm -hmm. not just top two, top three. Um, so, well, I mean, with the Chad Holmgren stuff, like he's out of that now. And he was your two pick. And it's, it's usually, I think, nine of the last 15 years, it's a top three pick that's won this award. So Paolo, number one overall pick, he's your favorite, plus 200, bet MGM. And Holmgren's out. And where's Jabari? So he's the fourth favorite. Fifth favorite. Interesting. Fifth favorite in bet MGM. So they've got Paolo and then... For the second favorite, it's Keegan Murray, Matherin with the Pacers, Jaden Ivey with the Pistons. All of those guys jumped Jabari. Why? Not much interest in the Houston Rockets, I guess. Are they going to be a terrible team? These are all going to be terrible teams. These are, these are teams that are going to be tanking, uh, once again, even after getting a top draft pick. So after Paolo, Keegan, Matherin, Jabari Smith, Jaden Ivey, is is there anybody that's interesting? Is there anybody that can that can win this award? Hmm. Not really. That stands out. I mean, I feel like Bancaro like fills the biggest need in terms of a rookie, where you can plug him in and play, and he needs to step up and can right away. But like you said, someone like Murray, he did win the NBA Summer League MVP trophy, but being on the Kings. Uh, like, is anyone really going to be talking about the Kings? Yeah, it's probably about more about usage. Like, which players are going to get have the best stats at the end of the season? 
I don't think people and are going to be talking about any Sabonis, of these Bonus, De'Aaron Fox. He does have some competition, so he might get outshined a little bit. Okay, what about a player that, if you're a college basketball fan at all, you were very familiar with? He was in the conversation for the player of the year, and he's by you. Johnny Davis. Is he going to get an opportunity right away? Is he going to is he going to log some big time minutes? I think he's so. a long shot. Uh, what are his odds? Fifty to one. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Um, so, and this is something you got to pay attention to, like which which players are are they going to put in the G League? Which one is going to be on the the roster right away, and and how much opportunity that they're actually going to get. Um, and th- and that's yes. why a lot of these top picks always end up winning this award. Okay, yeah, that's why it feels like it's like Bancaro's to lose, doesn't it? Barring something crazy. Happening. Yeah, I mean, I think they're kind of telling us it's somebody in the top five. It, it could be Keegan Murray. It could be Matherin, uh, Jabari Smith, Jaden Ivey. And then after that, it's a massive drop-off down to like 25, 30 to 1 for the rest. So... Yeah. Maybe maybe keep an eye on it closer to the top, which ones are getting run. Maybe not one, not uh, the best stats to start off, but which ones are getting higher usage and the most opportunity. I mean, really, how much shorter are these numbers going to get in, in the matter of a few weeks? Probably not a whole lot shorter. No, I think I'm kind of – I don't think I'm going to have a ton of NBA futures right now. I mean, is that kind of mm-hmm. what you're – leaning on to just wait and see because i don't want to fire away on all these things where like there's nothing that really stands out like wow you know maybe that marcus smart one though that that stood out as you know i could see that happening and at 24 to 1 but nothing else is really jumping out where there's a lot of value that makes sense to tie my money up especially with nfl and other things going on i have to really feel strongly about it I mean, that was my point with the with the um, the title odds that you have all these teams seven to one, eight to one. They're all in that same uh, team photo, and then you've got to tie your money up for how many months? Is it nine? It's crazy. Like how when much anything could happen, there's no point right. in just firing away on all this right now. Yeah. Um, before we get to MVP, I always like betting on coach of the year, and. I take longer shots, right? So you're looking for a coach that's going to exceed expectations, but can also, usually it's about getting one of the top seeds. The favorite is Chris Finch. Chris Finch and Taylor Jenkins, co-favorites for the NBA Coach of the Year. I bet on Finch last year at a big number. There's no way in hell I'm betting him at 10 to 1. No way. But Taylor Jenkins, 10 to 1. It's interesting. Like It feels like the books are finally catching up. Okay, NFL. NBA coach of the year. It's not about the best coach. It's about it's about the coach that comes onto the scene. All of a sudden they weren't expected to contend. They do. They exceeded expectations the most. Dang, Taylor Jenkins is only 38. I thought he was older. <laughs> well, but yeah, I, was. I don't know. Maybe I'm just never guess someone's age, I guess. That's bad. That's your team. It's your team. You go on the road there, you check out their games. I love the Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, I like that. Definitely. 
Grizzlies, Taylor Jenkins, Jenkins is a good look for coach of the year. <laughs> Did you say you were a 10 in Memphis? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> don't bring that up. <laughs> oh, well, I thought it was a great line. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. If we go Look, down the board. I'll bring up your weekend yeah. if you bring that up. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I didn't say it on the air. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> be bad. All the coaches at the bottom, they're all going to try to lose as many games as possible. Yeah, that's why so, I don't trust so many of these teams, and I don't blame them, but yeah, uh, it's got to be one of these guys that you definitely think is going to be a contender. I don't think you can look in the middle because, nah. What about, no, not Spolstra. I don't really no, see No, the number's too short. Seems, yeah. Number's way too short. And it kind of became evident, like, later on in the year, it's like, okay, there, there's not a team that was just jumping out. That was the the big story. Like Tibbs, that was a good buy. You can get him like 50 to 1 in the middle of the year when he won it. And then all of a sudden, they just went on a run, and the New York narrative just took off. They wouldn't stop talking about Tibbs. I'm like, oh, geez, he's going to win it, even though they were like a 5 or a 6 seed. It, was, it became obvious a couple of years ago. And what is what are uh, Darvin Ham? What's his number, Darvin Ham? Because even if the Lakers, let's say nobody's really expecting them to do much, um, but if they did, wouldn't LeBron or someone else get the credit? I doubt he would. Yeah, is there value so there. You can find a twenty. No, which is like because I just middle. don't even know if he would get the credit. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. So LeBron at this stage, can can he win the MVP? I know this seems silly and it's like you oh, turn on the, talk the daytime fatigue. talk shows. Well, right, yeah. but I bring this up because he's going to pass Kareem for the scoring title this year. So can we be in a position we where the deal narrative with that every day? <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, we don't have to, but it's going to be out there for you to consume if you want it. LeBron is as high as 32 to 1. He is outside the top 10 in the NBA MVP odds. The problem is a lot of of management, you know, with his body, getting ready for the postseason. He's been getting hurt. Like, that was always the thing about LeBron, that uh, he wasn't ever going to miss any time. Well, now he does. Now he does a little bit. Um, I feel like if he gets off to a hot start, starts breaking some of these records, like that number is going to get a lot shorter as the season moves along. LeBron's 32, put it this way, LeBron's 32, and Ja Moran is 15 to 1, the best number out there. Zion is 25 to 1. Why is Zion Williamson 25 to 1 to be the NBA MVP? I think because he's skinny now. People are on board. <laughs> I heard James Harden lost weight, too. I'm not betting on him either. Yeah. Then he shows up. Then you see that picture. (laughs) (laughs) Fake news. Yeah. I mean, they're they're trying to will Luka to win it. They do this every single year. He's your your runaway favorite at the moment. And this is something, all, all of these features that we're addressing. We, uh, we check back on these numbers throughout the year. Once you get a sample size, I feel like the likelihood of winning is, uh, is much higher. All right, coming up next, we have the ALDS 
and the NLCS going on tonight. We'll tell you how to attack both matchups. That's next BetQL Daily here on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.